The Digested Read by John Crace Chastened by Hefzibar Anderson When you decide to give up sex and begin a year of chastity, it's not something that you rush to tell people. Unless you're a hack with literary pretensions who is struggling to think of an idea for a book. Publishers can't get enough of upmarket women writing about their sex lives, said my agent. And if we put a large photo of you on the jacket to prove you're not some kind of saddo who can't get a bloke, and you keep fending off posh geezers left, right and centre, we can't fail. So why did I give up penetrative sex? Apart from giving myself something to write about, that is. The simple answer is that I'd reached my thirties and had had sex with the creme de la creme of London and New York literary society, but had never managed to experience the idealised romantic love of a Jane Austen heroine. My epiphany came when I saw my first boyfriend, Dan, buying an engagement ring in De Beers, and remembered that my current boyfriend, Jake, was still living with his fiancée. The immortal lyrics of Foreigner had never seemed so poignant. I want to know what love is, I sobbed. I want you to show me. Simone de Beauvoir couldn't have put it better. Having embarked upon my chaste adventure, I soon realised I had little to say, for there was limited mileage in endlessly repeating, No sex, please, I'm writing a book, to any bloke I half fancied. So I did what everyone else does under these circumstances. I started writing my fascinating life story, how I'd been brought up in Norfolk, gone to Cambridge, naturally, and quickly became a brilliant literary critic. After a brief reminiscence of an amour, whom I shall call The Beau, how knowingly Bridget Jones, I date a man called Mark. He is almost as dull as me, and I do not give him even a peck on the cheek. I go home triumphant that two months into my ordeal, my chastity is intact. As long as I keep meeting men with as much self-regard and as little sense of humour as me, the next ten months will be a breeze. I would hate you to think this is yet another exploitative, raunchy read so beloved by lesser women writers. To prove it isn't, I'm going to include several digressions on profound issues, such as clothes, in which I can drop references to Elizabeth Stuart Phelps and Philip Roth, whose works I studied at Cambridge. Did I mention I went to Cambridge? To underline my seriousness of purpose. Pinning down my type is not easy though two arms, two legs, Oxbridge-educated and utterly self-absorbed just about covers it. But over the next six months I dated The Quiet Guy, The Man Next Door, and countless others. Keeping my chastity was not easy, but my editor says we need a few smutty bits or even he'll lose interest. So I kissed Mr Vermillion passionately, our tongues darting, his hands loosening my... etc. etc. Until I said I had to go home. 
Flowers have always been my downfall, and when Jake reappeared with a bunch of dandelions whispering, I might love you a little bit, though not as much as my fiancé, my heart melted, and I could feel my resolve weakening. Could it be that by skipping the easy bit of sex, I might reach the nirvana of love? No. Bored with London, I moved to New York, where my dating continued the repetitious pattern of before. I can't do this, I said for the umpteenth time, as the Pasha and I lay entwined on the bed. Neither can I, he replied, for I too have embarked on a year of chastity. Disgusted that the Pasha wasn't even trying to get a book out of his vows, I fell headlong into the arms of N. How I yearned to be able to consummate the intensity of our love. And so my year is up. What have I learnt? Next to nothing, it seems, because instead of ending up in bed with N, I went straight out and shagged a famous novelist in the Hamptons. Still, at least I got the book finished. The digested read, digested. Much ado about nothing. <laughs> <laughs>